The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I Am Athlete presents Paper Route. We have another day, which means we have another opportunity to get the job done in the world of sports. And when I talk about world of sports, it's here. We're no longer in what Ashley would call the dog days of sports. What does that mean? The way she defines that is there's nothing to talk about. Absolutely nothing. We're in between seasons when it comes to the NBA, in between seasons when it comes to the NFL. Nobody watches the MLB. I don't care what Ashley Nicole Moss say. She's a Yankee fan, but she barely watches the game. She can't pay me. She can't. There's nothing she can say to convince me that she watches the Yankees until it's time to watch the Yankees and that's playoff time. So we'll get into it because there's a lot of news. (laughs) Ashley Nicole Moss, you made it back home safely. You know, I was super concerned about you, your injury, being on a PUP list, being on on IR, then going to PUP, and then going out to Yankee Stadium and participating in a celebrity softball event. Please give us the play-by-play. How are you doing? Welcome back. Well, oh yeah, this is me hitting the ball that y'all didn't think I could hit. Um, I, it was like a little bunt. It was like a baby bunt, I would say. Got the job done. Huh? Yeah, it's a little baby bunt. I did not make it. Hold to on, the- hold on. Run That's that back. Run that back. Hold on. That, that came up. That crept up on me quickly. Hold on. What is that? I hit. I little. Actually I had a hit. I bunted it. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't make it to base. I couldn't run fast enough because my foot. You know, it's been yeah. a while since I worked out and ran. So yeah. Ja Rule got me out. Uh-huh. Um, that first step looked a little painful. It looked painful. Yeah, the first step real. hurt a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, but I hit it. Yeah. So that was that was that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to hit it. I played second base. Um, I didn't play third. Okay. Um, I, I did really so. I did really well on second base though. Um, I was able to I was able to go ahead and get some people out. So mm-hmm. that was good. I was <laughs> I was really the sweet spot for me was base. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, first of all, people do watch baseball, Brandon. I believe if we pulled up the statistics of viewership, it's probably the second highest viewed sport in America. Yeah, right. After the NFL. Yeah, right. Is, I'm yeah, pretty right. sure. Is it? No, after, really before after the NBA? NFL, yeah, I believe so. I believe it gets more the viewership w, than no, the NBA. Is it because there's no. just more games? Hey, like, what is it? It's no just shade. an American no pastime. It's just kind of, I believe if you look it up, it's probably top three, ba- number two. Baseball is third, actually. Okay, it's I'm third now? Baseball is second. It has to be third. Who's second? Basketball. Oh, so they surpassed them. But for a long time, they were ahead of basketball. Yeah, no, ain't no surpass. Yeah. Nothing. No, ain't no surpass. <laughs> nothing. You're wrong. 
Okay. And there's no shade. I think they're probably in the fourth. By the time the WNBA season's over, this year's been phenomenal. <laughs> oh, uh, we're going to start talking about WA, WNBA uh, more on paper route. But I believe WNBA will be third and MLB will be fourth. And now that Messi is here, Ashley Nicole Moss, uh, I believe that the MLS will be in front of the MLB. And I think NHL can even make a push. Honestly, any an, you guys are talking game? about sports that o don't overlap in seasons, or if they do overlap, it's very oh, like yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, but the Yankees are in last place, so I'm not watching them. The, um, they're pissing me off okay? this year, um, so I'm not gonna bring myself to watch them. I'm not having fun. But the the game was really cool. Um, CC Sabathia and his amazing wife Amber. They do this event every year to raise money for underprivileged youth in the New York City area. So it's very, very cool um, to just be in Yankee Stadium and get the perspective of the actual players. Like you're on the field, the lights come on when the sun goes down and like you just get to see. Oh, yeah. So there's some of the photos. There's oh, wow. me, a boogie oh, yeah. with the hoodie. Yeah. Um, there's Bridget Kelly. Oh, wow. We have nice. Toya from Power. We have Dash from Orange is the New Black. Yeah. So it was a really fun time. We got fitted with Yankee stuff. CeCe Sabathia, the legend, legend. himself. Legend. Um, I mean, for real. But it was just so cool being on Yankees, in Yankee Stadium, actually on the ground, right. seeing it from the player's perspective. CeCe yeah. and his wife were amazing. They deck you out in all Nike, I mean, all um, Yankee, like, official stuff. Yankee hat, the jersey, it's custom on the back, has my initials, the number I picked. They hook you up with cleats. Yankee socks, just really, really dope stuff. Um, yeah, it's really, really cool. Yo, the crowd, the kids love A Boogie. Yeah. The nah, crowd I mean, was going really. crazy for A Boogie with the hoodie. Those kids love him. Hometown hero. Hometown hero. They absolutely love him. It was a really cool event. It was so, really dope to be part of it, for sure. So, so, so Ashley, um, you know, can you give us the, the number one highlight for you, right? Running out the dugout. I don't know if it was in the locker room. I'm on second base. Thank you for taking my advice and not going to third. Or they switched me. No, they switched me. I didn't pick it. I didn't, they switched it. Okay. Yeah. So what was the highlight? What was the number one highlight? Someone you met? No, it was, it was you know what? It was, was that it? was the probably my favorite part was meeting new people. I got to chop it up with Tracy Morgan. He was one of our coaches. Oh, he's a legend. Um, so we were sitting talking about, you know, basketball, baseball, football. He invited me to his box for the Giants Cowboys game. So oh. that's going to be cool. Oh. Um, Are you going? Uh, of course I'm going yeah, to go. You. you got to. Um, Bun B, Ja Rule, obviously. Okay. It was so cool. Um, you know, Fat Joe, was was Fat Joe, did Fat Joe end up pulling up? I don't think he did. He but it was, to be like a Tiki Barber was there. Like, it was really cool to just chop it up with so many people, some that you knew, some that you didn't know, and just getting an opportunity to meet people um, and connect with people that you haven't seen in a while. Pekas was out there. It was just a really cool opportunity for sure. Yeah, it's cool. You yeah. had a good experience. Well, there you have it. Too. Hmm? It looked like the weather was there good, too. Oh, the weather was amazing. And yeah. and it was a heat advisory in New York. Was it? It was, like, down here. So we got we got blessed with some good weather. That's so right. That's all right. Yeah. There, there, there you have it. Uh, Ashley Nicole Moss's extensive network continues to grow. She knows absolutely everyone in entertainment and sports. Can't wait for the fall. We're going to have so many guests on. Uh, and, and we're going to go through Ashley Nicole Moss's Rolodex. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a fun fall for us. Uh, speaking of the fall, speaking of being out the dog days of sports, uh, talking about news, there's so much news. Corey 
came to me this morning and asked me and said, guys, it's too much news. I want to get into some discussion. So we narrowed down our news of the day to right around uh, six, maybe seven topics. So I'm going to start us off this morning, Ashley. Welcome back. Uh, I won't be able to go on some legendary rants uh, like I did yesterday. Whenever you're not on the show and it's just me and Corey, I absolutely just dominate. I absolutely just go on these epic 15, 20-minute <laughs> rants. And I feel, like our, I feel like our audience digs it a little bit. I think they love when I go on these crazy rants. They just don't like my basketball takes yet. So let me dive into the news of the day. A lot of people got paid. A lot of people are getting paid. Yesterday, we got to add to that list. We got a chance to add to that list. Justin Herbert, starting quarterback of the Los Angeles, not the San Diego Chargers, but the Los Angeles Chargers. He got a big bag. Some said yesterday, and some people are still saying, Ashley, that it's the biggest bag we have ever seen in the National Football League. But if you act, if you actually look closer, you will actually see that the news is that it's a team-friendly deal, extremely team-friendly deal. This is not the biggest bag. When you look at new money, he got a five-year, $260 million deal, some change. I'm not going to give you all the exacts. We probably have it right there. Or you can help me out after mm -hmm. I land the plane here. But he got a big deal. And when you looked at the deal yesterday, the new money and all the reports coming out, it put him at the top of the list, above Jalen Hurts, who got a big deal this year at the quarterback position, above Lamar Jackson, who got a big deal this offseason at the quarterback position. 0.5 million dollars more but when you actually look at the two years two years he had left on his deal due to make four million dollars and some change this year due to make 29 million dollars and some change the following year his fifth year you will actually see that this puts him at right around nine that pick or right before daniel jones who's making 40 million dollars a year so his a, what is it, APY average per year, mm -hmm. Ashley, drops from $52.5 million a year to actually $42.5 million a year. So this is a, 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 a really good deal for the, for, for the Los Angeles Chargers, okay? And I actually think it's smart by Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert's locked in for the next seven years, right? Um, his, his, he gets more money now, and it, money he's going to be able to keep the guys around him. He has Bosa. He has... Uh, two defensive ends out there that are highly paid. You have wide receivers that need to get money, right? Offensive linemen. So I think this is a good deal, Ashley. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that it also, um, while, you know, I give my take on this, we want to check Brandon's connection a little bit because it's going in and out. Like, I'm, I'm not hearing his whole situation. So I don't mm -hmm. know if y'all want to work on that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think this kind of changes the narrative that mm – -hmm. You have to have all this, you know, amazing playoff success in order to get paid. I think that the NFL has shown that they are going to continue to prioritize the positions that they want to prioritize, regardless mm -hmm. of this postseason success that I think that fans sometimes equate um, paydays to. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of doing that in the NBA. I've done that a few times and I've even changed my stance a little bit. Um, you know, one of the people that I did it with in the NBA that I was wrong about was Jalen Brunson. I was concerned about paying him X amount of money and, and that affecting our ability to build out the rest of the Knicks. He's worth every single penny, mm -hmm. regardless of how much success he had in Dallas. 
um, the ups, you're, sometimes you invest in the upside. And I think Justin Herbert is a, is a perfect example of that as well, along with some other people, you know, in the NFL and sports in general. Um, you know, he's an intricate part of this team's success. And I think that it has been seen despite, you know, whatever shortcomings they may have had in the postseason. It has been shown and it has been seen what he can do to this team what he can be for this team, mm -hmm. what he can build with this team, and ultimately what he can deliver this team, and that's a Super Bowl. So um, I like the deal. I think it was deserving. I don't think anybody thought that he wasn't going to get paid. This wasn't mm -hmm. going to be a Lamar Jackson situation. It seems like only the Ravens had an issue paying their quarterback. All these other guys are getting paid. All these other positions are getting paid. Um, so I'm I'm not surprised at this at all. I think that it makes perfect sense. I'm excited to see what he does with the Chargers for the next five years. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they start seeing some serious success though. It's it's he's he's the real deal. What are y'all's thoughts on him getting a hundred million in year one though? That was that was a detail it's that front I wanted loaded, to, to. Yeah, but that's I think that also is a, that's what team friendly is though because mm -hmm. if you give if you front load a contract like that, then the rest of the years where you're not having to pay out as much, you can build out in other positions because mm -hmm. you've already given the most the of chunk, the money, yeah. the big chunk, yeah. the first year. So they've already like allocated the money for that. Um, and again. I know people will say, well, he hasn't had any playoff success, but sometimes it's not a lot of the time. It's not about that. It's about the upside and it's about the intangibles and it's about what you have seen and what you're confident that you will continue to see. Yep. And some organizations are better at noticing that and rewarding that than others. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, this is this is a this is a really good deal. Uh, for the San, no, I said San Diego Chargers after I came out and said it's not the San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, right? Like they had two years left on this deal. You, you know, Ashley, you brought it up. Lamar Jackson, uh, he had to play through his rookie deal, okay? And so this this kid didn't have to do that. Uh, but when you look at it, you, you can see the reasons why. Ashley, when you look at through the first three years, he's on par like uh in, in actually playing better than Peyton Manning actually playing playing better than the Tom Brady's of the world when they got their starts we're talking about in touchdowns we're talking about in QBR we're talking about in completions this dude is like that and Ashley brought up a really good point now that they got this deal done it's like I said before it's a team-friendly deal can he get this team over to home Right. Because if you look at his record, I think he's 25 and 24. That's not good enough. Right. At the end of the day, no matter who you are at the quarterback position. Right. All those stats are great. But what they judge these quarterbacks on for, you know, the number one thing is, do you get it done? Will you win? And right now he's just a 500 quarterback. And then also he has one playoff appearance, which is great because they haven't made the playoffs. And, you know, until since like 2018, they made it last year. There's more news of the day, all right, yeah. around Big Bang. Corey, you want to um, go ahead and... I'm going to get shots here. Trayvon Diggs, I'm sure... Well, Brandon, let Corey intro, let Corey intro this because we're, we're, we're losing you yeah, again, yeah, so... You, yeah, your connection's a little rocky right little now. A little rocky, a little bit. Ah. <laughs> so what, what Brandon was getting at was that there was another player right. who secured a big bag, and that was Dallas Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs. He signed a five-year, $97 million contract. So that Hell yeah, baby. Him, yeah, that places him as like the fifth highest paid, you know, corner for the... Well, in the NFL, rather. 
Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on this signing, though? Ashley, you think Not they, surprised. Is a good one? Um, I think Trayvon is an amazing talent. So happy he's on my squad and mm-hmm. not the opposing squad, mm-hmm. um, especially not a squad in the NFC East. Right. Um, I think that there's also room for growth with him. Um, he mm-hmm. does sometimes get blown on coverage, mm-hmm. you know, at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, sometimes he's not as aggressive there? as he needs to be. Um, but I think that there's so much upside to him when yeah. he's at his best. He is such an intricate part of the team. Um, he is such an intricate part of the defense of that secondary. So I think that, you know, that's that's what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. He's so young. The sky is the limit. You're not paying for the things that he sometimes doesn't do right. Yeah. You're paying for all of the things that he does right and he does right consistently yeah, and yeah. that he can can continue to grow in and build on and um he's the real deal he's only going to get better i'm okay. i'm excited yeah because that was, that was my question do you think he he will develop in his time for here sure as a cowboy and will he also remain a cowboy through the through the end of his contract because i wanted to point out they haven't had the best of luck with stars in the past right ezekiel elliott didn't reach the end of his contract Jaylen different position Smith, you had Amari Cooper that they signed to a very lucrative deal. Didn't end up wanting to hold on to that contract. Kind of the same with Lyle Collins. Uh-huh. Do you see him? You know, do you see him being able to finish his contract out as a Cowboy? I do only because Ezekiel Elliott's a running back. Uh-huh. And you know the wear and tear on running backs, especially with the Dallas Cowboys, where it's such a heavy um, where it's such a heavy run offense. On, like, they go ahead and like, um, they can go ahead and um, you know, not have a long career because right, they're right. constantly being used. They're constantly being, you know, handled. They're constantly getting injured. Mm-hmm. So that's a different position. Amari Cooper was um, something that was hard to deal with because he was our number one receiver. Yeah. But I think that contractually, money-wise, once CeeDee Lamb came into the picture, he was being groomed to be wide receiver number one. Right. And he was going to cost less at exactly. that period of time. Like money, so they were trying to save money, cut corners. Um, you know, some will say it was a good decision. Some will say it was a bad decision. I think CeeDee Lamb was always, like I said, primed to go ahead and take that position at some point. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I actually don't think that this is going to be the same situation with Trayvon Diggs. Mm -hmm. I think his position, I think his age, I think his ceiling is not the same as those other positions that I just mentioned, those other players, those other scenarios. Um, I think that we're going to have a different outcome with Trayvon Diggs. I think he's going to see through his entire contract. Okay. I would not be surprised if he ends up being a Cowboy for life. That's that's the hope. Man. I mean, you like to see that in sports, right? Guys start and then finish their careers with the same franchise. So, And know. also, if you think about Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. still a great wide receiver, but his speed just fell off a little, bit a little bit since when he was with the Dallas Cowboys. So he's kind of taken a drop as well in terms of what made him explosive still one of the best definitely mm-hmm. not taking that away from him but i think that um he's he's dropped off a little bit but i don't think that we're gonna have that um he, i mean Diggs is already a top cb in the league yeah he's not, and he's, he's like, what he's 23 yeah he's if i remember there. yeah he's like yeah. he's young so 24 okay maybe, maybe he just turned 24 right oh, almost 25 okay. september 20th yeah Okay. Yeah. Regardless, young. still young and, young. and to your point, you know, has a lot of has, has a lot of uh, potential and room to grow. So, um, yeah, hopefully that proves right, you know, for the Cowboys in the end. But like like you said, I, I see that being the case. But yo, Ashley, the goat was at it again yesterday. Messi. He sure was. He sure was. Yeah, you want to let the people know what he did yesterday? Um, two goals in twenty five minutes. So for everyone who thinks that Messi is all washed <laughs> or out of his prime, make sure you watch TV because Messi is putting on a show. He's An doing it show. with ease. 
Um, obviously, you know, Atlanta United, their defense is not great. Mm-hmm. Not a great football club. <laughs> right. But that does not negate the fact that Messi mania in Miami is going crazy. And this is not even this is not even um, a full season for him. Remember, for people who aren't familiar, Messi's coming in the middle of the MLS season. And he's coming fresh off of his own offseason because yep. obviously he wasn't playing in the MLS. Mm-hmm. So Inter-Miami right now, I believe, is still last. But that's because Messi wasn't there for the beginning. Be Wait until this relevant. time next year. Yeah. Inter-Miami is going to go ahead and win a chip. Messi mania is going to be a huge success. If y'all think it's popping now, just wait till he gets a full season Mm -hmm. under his belt. We're just getting a little taste right now. There's only a couple games left in the season. Mm -hmm. It's a little dabble, a little taste. Yeah. When the whole thing pops off, it's going to pop off for real. This is dope. I and love I t- it. And I'll tell you the what. The greatest ever, the GOAT, baby. Uh, and I'll tell you what. I cannot wait until Inter-Miami plays DC's club. You know why? Because this guy, Wayne Rooney, he's the head coach of, of you know, DC. Uh, is it DC United? I'm, I forget. I'm not sure if I'm referring to Oh, is he yeah. the one who but says he, they found it, that they come over here and they find said, it harder exactly, than playing in the EuroLeague? Exactly. He says this was his exact Come quote. on, Rooney. He said he won't find it easy here. It sounds mad, but players who come in find it tough find it's a tough league that's a lie and just to put it into perspective Messi has three goals in under uh, an hour of play in the MLS already well one was a free kick so <laughs> well, I mean but it took, it's still a goal but it's a free kick but it's a free kick can't take that away yeah. from him yeah yo and to put this even more into perspective right it took Messi it took Messi 741 minutes with Barcelona to score three goals it took him 444 minutes for PSG to score three goals. It took him only 58 minutes for Inter-Miami to score three yeah, goals. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. You're a coach in the MLS. You got to defend your league. Like, mm-hmm. that's no different than, like, Wemby saying the European League is harder, which right. it is. More physical, rather, which it is. Mm-hmm. But, like, you don't believe that MLS is harder than the Euro League. Come on now. <laughs> you want me to believe that the yeah. MLS is harder than the Premier yeah, League? Be that. for real. Don't Be for that. real. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. Don't Come on that. now. Man, you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see Messi. Can, you know, can, we'll continue to see what Messi does, you know, with Inter-Miami. But moving on, Ashley, man, there was a guy who stepped foot on to practice the practice field today, uh, the Buffalo Bills. They had day one of training camp, and DeMar Hamlin was a participant. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. As you know, DeMar Hamlin was the player for the Buffalo Bills that suffered cardiac arrest on the mm-hmm. field. But he's making a comeback. And like I mentioned, he stepped on to the practice field for day one. And there he is. That. How amazing is that, right? I'm actually so disappointed that um, he had DM'd me asking me to play in his charity softball game at the beginning of July, but I wasn't even in a boot yet. Yeah. I was so disappointed that I couldn't go out there. His Chasing M's Foundation would have loved to have done it, but he's such a he's such a sweet person, mm-hmm. um, such a kind you know. He just has kind energy about him. But this is amazing to see. You love to see somebody you know who went through some a scary moment in time mm-hmm. come out on the better end of that and and back doing what they love to do. And you know, it, it probably I think people. People only focus on the healing physically, but emotionally, like there's a lot of healing you have to go through. I could understand even having PTSD from stepping back on a football field after an experience like that. I mean, you hear of people who are in severe car crashes who never drive cars again because they're freaked out from it. So a lot of healing has happened for him physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love it. I love to see people overcome that and get back to 
where they want to be and what they love to do. And I wish him the very best. That's yeah, amazing. Well, we got to be Marshall back. Yeah, guys, I don't know if my uh, my audio's better. Uh, so please help me out here and let me know if you guys can hear me clearly before I interrupt the show again. But how, how am I sound, sounding now, guys? Sound good to me. You're good right now. Okay, great. Out here in Vegas, I, yeah, you would think that, you know, the, the, the internet would be and the connection would be a little bit better but it's not but um i, I you know i want to say this you know uh when i saw this yesterday you can see how emotional he was right like that's practice you know there's so many moments that i've been in camp and i love uh training camp practices that are public public that's open to the public excuse me because it almost feels like game like right like you go out there and you try to really put on for your fans and it's a more intimate environment i actually like practicing um, in open scrimmages, like we're losing you again, B. We're losing it again. Yeah, we're sorry, we're losing you again. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, won't say. Were we gonna try? Were we gonna try his connection one more time? But yeah, we'll try it again. Yeah. We'll, 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 well, how about this? We'll, we'll shout keep out, it moving. I wanted to. I wanted to shout out uh, Houston Texans wide receiver John Mechie as well, as he was cleared uh, to return back to play. Wow. He was. He was. Uh, you know, he was a guy who missed his whole rookie year due to leukemia. So, you know, he's he's oh, made wow. a he's made wow. a comeback. Yep, he's made a comeback, and he will be a participant in training camp this year. So. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, and I hate how people. You know, when these situations happen, everyone is, becomes like a doctor, and everyone mm. went to medical school and things like that. But it is so frightening just you know I'm not even because I'm not a doctor I'm not going to pretend to be but mm -hmm. just from just an emotional standpoint so frightening just all these situations with such young yeah. healthy individuals I mean we're talking athletes people who are supposed to be not supposed to be but are in like the best shape you can possibly be in just all these different scenarios just these multiple cardiac arrests and these different things that they're dealing with when it comes to their health it's just, it's so scary. It really mm -hmm. is. I, I was actually looking at something earlier today that said the leading cause of death for athletes under 25 in the last 35 years is actually cardiac arrest. It's probably oh. just stress related. It's just you're yeah. constantly, your heart is constantly like an overdrive in a normal person just between mm -hmm. all the physical activity due to the intensity in which you play your games and your sport. But it's just when you think of being young, you mm -hmm. think of you're allowed to go full throttle and just go hard and all the adrenaline yeah. and just right. go big or go home. No and that's worry, kind of no. like what you think your body is supposed to be able to do. And it's scary when that sometimes is not the case. Like it goes against like what we've always been taught. Like, you know, time favors the youth and things mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, your old head uncle will say, when I was your age, I used to play basketball mm -hmm. for seven hours a day and didn't have to. And it's and just like, young, it goes against stretch. that whole, yeah, they didn't have to stretch. <laughs> you just get up and play. Yo, right, can right, I tell right, you before right. the softball game, I didn't stretch. No. The older guys on the field, like, you know, the guys 50 and up or 45 <laughs> and up were like, oh, you guys aren't, like, we're talking to the young kids and like, oh, you're not stretching. You're not stretching. We're like, nah, uh, I stay stretched. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> for what? Like, stretch for what? Mid to uh -huh. late 30s. But, you know, I actually had this question come about yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. And I see people talking about it in the chat. So I'm driving home and I just start thinking, I'm like, is it worth it anymore for LeBron to play with his son? You what know? do you mean? Meaning that this is a pretty serious situation. Mm -hmm. And I would relate it to DeMar in the sense that DeMar, let's say he's got a family to feed, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know all the details of DeMar, but let's say he has a kid and a wife, right? 
then there may be different responsibilities that he feels I got to go back on that field. Bronny's dad is a billionaire. You know, so like people are saying, like forget about it, take care no. of yourself. Oh, you okay? Gotcha. Like, I just wanted to get you guys thoughts, but I see people talking about it in the I, chat. I I don't think so. I think that again, I'm not a doctor. None of us are doctors. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna pretend to be one. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes yeah. things just happen. Not comparing them the two, but the situation with my foot just happened. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that there's an underlining cause or an underlining situation. Sometimes things just happen. And I have 100% faith that LeBron, his amazing wife, Savannah, the entire James family would not put their son in a situation where it could happen again if it was a chronic thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things just happen. Yeah. This could be that. It could have just been a horrible, horrible situation that transpired, mm -hmm. but it's not like he's unhealthy. It's not mm -hmm. like there's an underlying condition. It's not like they have something they need to worry about. Yeah. Maybe it's something and a lifestyle change. Maybe he has to adjust. Maybe it's a diet change. Maybe it's something mm -hmm. as simple as that. And maybe it's not, but I think that only they will know that. And I think that only they would be able to make that decision. But I don't want people to think like, oh, there's something wrong with Bronny and he should never play basketball again because mm -hmm. we don't know that. Sometimes yeah, right. things just happen. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that before basketball and before wanting to play with his kid and before wanting, you know, that storyline and the magazine covers and, you know, LeBron's a dad. Mm -hmm. and. He loves his kids. You know, you see it when he's around them. He brings them into so many aspects of his life, so many aspects of his professional life. And I and his wife as well, they love their family. They would never put them in harm's way. So, mm -hmm. And I would also say that DeMar Hamlin right now is a super inspiration, big time inspiration for Bronny. Right. Because right, 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 right. he just did it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. And to answer your question, because you the asked. The human body can really repair itself. Mm -hmm. Like, Corey, you know, working in, in the fitness industry, like, yeah. before you got on this side of things, mm -hmm. the human body is like, a, like the way it can repair itself is yeah. honestly, it's incredible yeah. when yeah, you it's, sit back and think like about it. It's like a natural it. machine, if yeah. you would, right? But now to answer your question, because you asked, like, should should LeBron James hang it up just out of out of almost support um, for well, LeBron? Well, look at the stats. Team? He's got 20 years in, mm -hmm. all the money you can ask for, mm -hmm. all the uh, accolades, everything. Yeah. I get the aspiration with your son, but like, if let's say he took it more serious than we're taking it, mm -hmm. he might just want to protect his family. Yeah. He might look at it from that perspective. Well, well, I say the perspective I'm looking at it from is maybe him staying and, and staying in the league and waiting for Bronny to get there. Because I don't think basketball is over for Bronny, right? I think he's, he's going to overcome this situation and play again. So yeah. I think it might be motivation for Bronny for his dad to be like, no, nah, I'm going I'm to I'm stay here until you get here, yeah. right? Like, I think he'll look at that as motivation, obviously, to just pick back up right where he left off. Like Ashley said, I think this was, you know, just a freak accident. I think this is something That's that just hope. happened. He, he was a healthy, you know, he was a healthy uh, uh, individual, and, you know, things like this happen. So, um, no, nah, I think I think Bron, yeah. I think Bron just stays on the path that he was. I think they keep that, you know, they keep that goal alive of, of them playing together, and, you know, we, hopefully we see Bronny playing for USC in the fall. But um, but yeah, obviously scary, scary situation. Scary, Very situation, scary situation. But, but yeah, and you know all we all we could just do is hope he he makes a you know full recovery. But uh, do we want to try to get uh B's opinion in on here? Oh, we got B back, is, huh? Is Brandon back? I, 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 don't, I don't know if I'm back or not. My my, my internet is uh, <laughs> so bad here, so I just want to say sorry to all of our listeners right now. Sorry to everyone uh, rocking with us. 
on YouTube right now. And then also you guys in studio. Um, I should have hardwired this thing. Manderville said, B, I keep telling you, when you go remote, you got to put use Ethernet. Don't mm-hmm. use 5G. 5G is hit or miss. So how do I sound right now? Or am I okay right now? For now, you're For good. Now. So if I were you, I'd get your point in quickly. Right, get it across now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't be thoughts? long-winded. <laughs> What's my thoughts? Well, I think Ashley hit everything. Ashley did a great job. Um, you know, the, the Mar Hamlin situation um, is a blessing. We've seen them. We, we really witnessed a miracle uh, in our time. Like, that was a true miracle. He literally died on the field. And some people have a hard time saying that, but that's what we witnessed, okay? He was not with us. And so for him to be here um, and also suiting up months later is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, I, I heard, I was able to hear you guys, and I do think that he is an inspiration to Brawny. And I do think there probably will be some type of friendship, some type of relationship formed through this. I'm sure that, you know, Braun, uh, his family, you know, may have already reached out to to to, to Demar Hamlin and his team, right? Um, so Demar is already tweeting and already sending love uh, to Bronny, um, but Bronny is in a position to make a full recovery, right? So I've done some research here. Um, he he can make a full recovery because the medical team uh, responded the right way uh, right away. And that's what matters is those first couple minutes. And that's why you always see DeMar Hamlin saluting his medical staff. And that's why his medical staff is getting so much love. And it wasn't even his head trainer that got the job done. It was like an assistant of an assistant athletic trainer that helped DeMar and did the CPR there. But he did his thing in the real time. And that's why DeMar's here. And I'm so proud of him and his foundation uh, because they're starting this conversation. Not everybody's ready for this moment. And so, Ashley, I heard you as well where, you know, you, you weren't able to uh, go to a softball event, but that would have been nice to see you go out there and, and continue to build that relationship with him. Yeah, it would have been so cool. I wasn't physically year. ready yet, but I told him next year, definitely, I, I'm, I'm in there. He's so. on IR. Yeah. Did he say he was yeah. on IR? Yeah. I was on IR, yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah. really on IR. I was still on crutches at the time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So... <laughs> Uh, there was no way I could have even finesse yeah. that one. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So right. I couldn't even play a bass on a crutch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well good to see again Demar Ham and uh, and Mechie return to play, and of course, uh, you know, hoping for a speedy recovery for Bronny James. But all right, moving on. This is something I've been trying to get in all week, honestly, because at the beginning of this week, plenty of uh, NFL teams had released uh, their throwback uniforms that they'd be incorporating this season coming up. So I wanted to look at some uh, several teams uniforms, and I want to ch- I want y'all to tell me who y'all think has the best uniforms going into next season some are also some new alternate uniforms that some teams will be incorporating so one is the uh the the browns honestly which is uh one of my favorites uh, we started off strong here we got like the i think the i don't know what order we're gonna go in so you can kind of just start going through them if you like but uh we got the cleveland browns they look good that it's like an all white look you got the mm. the, uh, the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no. the creamsicle. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, that orange sickle. Well, the, the Browns <laughs> one go back for a second. I can't really see that yeah, uniform the, completely, mm-hmm. but it looks the helmet's tough. That's the aesthetic, really, all throughout the uniform. So like the the, okay. the pants kind of have like that stripe that you see there on the helmet. Because the, on the stripes side. on the jersey look brown and the helmet looks yeah, black. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That's actually a good point. Are they, they, I mean, it's probably a dark, though, dark brown. Oh, so there's real beef happening right now because the Cincinnati Bengals. 
came yeah, out and, 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 and introduced like their that. white helmets first. Right. And now the, mm-hmm. you know, the Cleveland Browns followed up and they introduced these white helmets. And so there's been a lot of back and forth between players. There's been a lot of back and forth between fans, people chiming in saying that uh, the Cleveland Browns is trying to follow uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. So there's some beef in this whole throwback conversation, Corey. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah, and no, I agree that it does look a lot like that Cincinnati Bengals alternate uniform. It really does. But so what, what we I think we saw already, yeah, the creamsicle, that that's that's Not that's a, a fan. dub for me. I don't really like those. I I mean to each Ooh. their own. So I, yeah, see I thought I thought some What's people might have liked this. Hate the jersey, not the helmet's dope. Helmet's pretty cool. Yeah. Jersey's not a not a fan. Not a fan. I don't get the texture. Well me if I feel like if you're gonna go with the black the helmet, go with the black jersey. Well, too, you know? hold on. What the woo say? <laughs> it looked like, like it's already texture. been rained on or something. It, or like it, it does. It looks like, like it's been stretched out. Like it looks, you know, like when you stretch something and like you can see the colors within the colors. That's yeah, what it right. looks but you like. know, I got to point out something weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, I feel you on that. I mean, I see it's, that. it's a knot for me. I do like these Jets unis, the all whites. They clean. Yeah. The, the Jets. This is a this is a, a, a first time color combination, right? You guys didn't have all white uniforms with the Jets, did you? No, I, I don't even know uh, if I um, participated in throwback. You know what we did? We had Color Rush. Remember Color Rush? Oh, you were there. That's what we age. did with the Jets. Yeah, where you had those green, vibrant right? colors. Yeah, that's right. So I didn't participate in throwback uh, a week with the Jets. Mm-hmm. I did with the Broncos, maybe another team, but definitely not the Jets. I think these are okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like when you, when you have throwback uh, weekend or Color Rush, to me, it's about the uh, accessories, right? Like I was a guy that was investing in my cleats. I was a guy that was investing in my my rag, but I was doing weird things. Like I was taking my cleats to the shoe cobbler and putting gator skin on my cleats, right? Like I got some dope Chicago Bears orange gators, right? Like I was doing things like that. Yeah. Um, so if these guys come out and they actually really invest in their cleats, they invest in their gloves, uh, now we're talking. Like when, even when I was a Reebok athlete, before we even started the year, we would look at all the uniforms, and I would have them design some crazy gloves uh, that would match my cleats and also the uniform. So it's about the accessories for me with all of these things. You got to make it pop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I think my favorite my favorite uniform hasn't popped up yet. I know we had a couple. I have a couple more. Oilers. Ooh, the best. Tough. That's tough. I remember that's my Eddie George days right there. Right, right, right. I think, of, yeah, I think the of Tennessee Warren Titans Moon. wear the Oilers, the Oilers uniforms next year. I don't year. remember the cool. orange so much. Like, yeah, well, it's like a red orange almost. Red orange. Oilers right? is tough though. This is this is a tough uniform. Yeah, yeah. This is a good one. This is a good. This one. Is I like the socks Ashley, too. Would you say this is the 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 the, the favorite so far? So far, yeah. Well, I automatically think Warren Moon when I see this. Like it's just it's just an automatic. Mm. This is one. This one's fly. I like. I this. go Eddie George. Eddie George, one yeah, Moon, definitely yeah. Eddie George, definitely Eddie George. For some reason, I see like Steve McNair when they when they used to wear these uniforms too. These are tough though. Yeah, I don't know. This is OD. See, see that, that, that red or orange, orange? Never heard of that color before, uh, Corey. Yeah. See, that's how I would freak Rorange. this uh, uniform. I would actually come with some crazy, crazy, maybe even a color rush type, uh, uh, you know, approach with my cleats. But it would definitely be this reddish orange color Price that up. would make everything yeah. pop, and then my my, my gloves would follow. And that's what I would do. And then in pregame, I would come with a crazy visor. And then, uh, you know, you got to switch it out because you can't have uh, weird colors or dark colors yeah. if you don't have a medical exemption. Right. And then I'll put my clear on. But, but you know, nowadays, uh, guys, I'll say this before we move on. 
Um, you're seeing guys that's coming out in pregame having one, you know, type of look and then or the first half and then coming out the second half with something else. Like this is a show. You got to watch guys like Justin Jefferson. You got to watch guys like OBJ, uh, the Debo Samuels of the world, even bigs. The bigs are getting into it. The Trent Williams is of the world. Like dudes, yeah, that's yeah. 350 pounds. They're starting to come with some swagger. Right. And so for me, what I would do, Ashley, I would come out and pregame with one look, come out first half with another look, get into uh, uh, halftime. Coaches is over here talking about game plans, X and the nose, how are we going to win the game? But I'm going to be in the bathroom changing my whole uniform, yeah. taking off my sweaty-ass pants, putting on new pants, putting on new socks, and coming with some new shoes. That's how I'm rocking it if I was still playing. That's that's a lot to go through just to lose. Like, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, what? you want the Houston Oilers or you want the Texans to go through all that just to take an L? They're yeah. going to lose. Like, they're going to look fly, but they're going to lose. Right. So it's kind of like, yeah. I, just, Damn, I feel like don't do more than what's required because it's not going to help you. But if you want to look good, like, you know what I'm saying? Look good, feel good. I don't yeah. know if you feel good when you take an L, but you can look good before you take one, I guess. Ashley with the block. Hey, listen, I think BC, BC is saved the best for last. Hey, There's Corey, like one more, Corey, right? let me ask you this go ahead, question. Go ahead, go ahead. Before you move on, Corey, let me ask you this question. Who had more swagger when it came to dressing? Who had more drip, me or you, at the wide receiver position? Oh, come on now. Like, it, it was me. I, I personally didn't like the face Good mask answer, that you Corey. wore. Good answer, Corey. Good answer, Corey. If we being honest, I personally didn't like the face mask you wore throughout your career. But, it, you know, it's it's cool. And the helmet choice that you had later on in your career. Like, those are things that me as a receiver definitely paid attention to. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. Uh, I, B, I was going to ask you, too. Did you always uh, wear a shield? Okay. Were you always a visor guy? I feel like uh, some years you did, some so years you didn't. It's funny right? that you said that, right? That was one of the things that I wasn't. Yeah, my connection's still good. Yeah, well, it must be delayed. It sounds like you're hearing me a little late. But I mean, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I can hear you. I can hear you on time. Like, what, no, what I would say is it's funny that you brought that up. Uh, that's one of the things I never compromised was, you know, my vision, right? As a wide receiver, a lot of people think that you catch the ball with your hands, but you really catch the ball with your eyes. Uh, yeah. So that face mask that I wore, I wore uh, like an old school quarterback uh, mm -hmm. bar, old school quarterback the Jerry um, Rice. Um, mask because like it gave like there was nothing in my vision right so that was the best face mask where there was nothing impeding you know what was coming to me if i said that correctly yeah, yeah. um so that's why i did that uh before we move on advisor, from the face mask you didn't feel like the one just with these two added bars that you thought that was too much that was no, the best face the, the Deion sanders i grew up yeah, I grew up. I grew up with the box. Did you? Know, you? When I played running back. We call it. We call it a crab down here in box. Florida. We call it a crab. Yeah, we call it. We call it the box. And and mm -hmm. and so like no, that's that's in my eyes. Like if I'm coming out of a six, <laughs> a three cut, going to the right, and that ball's on me right away, that bar could be in that in my in my vision, and I could drop the ball. And I always looked at it this way. If I drop the ball, I would say that's a hundred thousand dollars. If I drop the touchdown, I would say that's a million dollars. Right? Like that's how I always looked at mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean, I held my accountable that way when that ball was in the air. It was like, I can't drop this. That's a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. If you know it's second, third down. If it's a touchdown, that's a million dollars. And I felt that way because, like, when we back at the table, you got to look at it. Mm -hmm. The difference between seven touchdowns at the table to ten touchdowns could be the difference between two to three million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. Um, that's how I approached it. And the visor uh, question that you had: If I was in a good groove with my hands and my eyes, I, I I would have my visor on. But if 
I'm in a groove where I'm dropping some balls or my hands don't feel sticky, yeah, no I would take the visor off and I didn't want anything in my way. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, and as a receiver too, I can relate to that. Some someday, especially when it's raining or something like that, you're like, nah, take this off. Like, even if rain's in the forecast, take it off, take it off, we good. Right. But uh, Ashley, how did you feel? What did you do when you were playing? When you know, when you were in your prime of your career, <laughs> what type of what type of when? approach did you have to 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 your visors, your helmets, your your gloves, and all of that? It didn't matter because I'm a winner. You Ashley know what I mean? I can prime. win in any scenario. <laughs> You're it doesn't in matter. Prime, right? It doesn't matter what's on my face, what's on my hands. Like I was going to Super Bowl. I was going to the playoffs. Mm, no stretch. <laughs> you know what I mean? They call her no stretch. I, I didn't have that yeah, right, issue. No I, I mean, I guess like you know, you got to do all the extra stuff. You know, when when you're not winning, but when you winning, it doesn't matter. So uh-huh. I can't relate to the conversation y'all having. Yeah. You know I mean? Actually, this is what Actually I was saying to you before we move on to the last uh, uh, throwback uniform. Mm-hmm. You would have been the most super diva-ish person on any roster. No, would like it? You talk about diva receivers. <laughs> yes, you would have. You know, it, you got some corners. You know who you'd have been? You would have probably been like Deion Sanders. But Deion was you, a winner. You my point? Songs. You would have been making rap songs. Nah. You would have you would have acted just like Deion. But, De- but, but you know what Deion has? A Super Bowl ring. Mm. He's a winner. Indeed he does. Okay? So there goes my point. Okay? Damn. Point proven. Uh, next jersey. Go, Corey. Okay. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got for the next one. There it is. Y'all throw back Seattle. This is my personal favorite. I love these uniforms. I think of, uh, who is it, Largent, the, 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 old rec- the receiver for the Seahawks back in the day. Is that, that's the correct name, isn't Mark. it? Isn't it, uh, Brandon? Steve Largent? Yep. Steve, Steve Largent. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but these uh, uniforms, uh, uh, I love when they mix great in these. wide receiver. Yep, absolutely. I love when they mix in these combos, though. You guys like these with the silver and, the, and the, like that, that royal blue? What you think, Ashley? It's cool. Yeah. It's you, a little bright. You like, you like, so me personally, I'd take this over the Oilers, though. You like the Oilers over this one? Mm, I'm going yeah. with the Oilers. You going with the Oilers? This is a little bright for me. It's a little, a little like, it's a little... I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of hurting my eyes a little bit. You <laughs> okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, could be the you. lighting. I hear. Hey, to each their own. Like you said, I mean, because I wasn't a big fan of the Colts. I could see why people like the Colts, and I could see why you maybe you wouldn't like the Seahawks. So I like that green. I get it. I love it. This though. reminds me it's of their their green. color rush, where it was the all Yo. neon green, mm, and I nah, hated nah. those jerseys. Like you, really? no, you like in terms is, of it's brightness, neon green, like it's yeah. bright. It's just too. Yeah, because that those were not it. Those, those were ugly. But I'm saying the brightness, the way that it kind of like my eyes. I feel the same way looking at that. Like my eyes i can't you know what I, mean? I can't stare at that yeah so you still down for those Yo. other unis the oiler ones the oiler ones are tough i like the the color it's easy on the eyes it's 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 like it's okay. dope it's the ultimate throwback i just i don't know for me i'm not a big yeah. fan of bright jerseys yeah. i don't really like i, I like them to be more like i don't mind them to have color but i like it to be like a subtle i don't like neons i don't i don't know it just never really it was like my stilo like i like dark more dark colors i got you honestly yeah. i forget what the last uniform was it was oh oh the vikings, the oh, vikings dang, can, I, can i can i not respond to the seahawks oh did you? I, mean, I thought I, you did i, I thought I, you did I, 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 I want to respond to the oilers. seahawks can you throw that back up there i just want to tell you guys how i would freak this uh uniform right <laughs> oh, that's right you have one up. i'm going crazy i'm going the line green just again crazy to take an l but go ahead yeah Ain't no L. Ain't no L happening. I'm, I'm also going for 175 yards, 10, 10 grabs, and three touchdowns. Like, <laughs> with this, inspect, don't let it be a primetime game. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I'm going I'm going crazy. So, look, I'm wearing the lime green. I'm putting lime green, like, like, like Michael Jordan patent leather 
type joints on with this, right? And I might put a hint of blue in, and then I'm going four pairs of blue socks, right? So what you do is <laughs> we call them halfies, uh-huh. okay? Or you cut so them like up. you take four of those blue socks and you like ruffle them up and mm-hmm. look like you got this crazy leg going on, right? But yeah. you put a little uh uh, uh foot. Uh, 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 you know, little, uh, I don't even know what you call them, low, little white. So you're going to see, let's say, hint of white, mm-hmm. but everything blue with the lime green. Oh, yeah, I'm going crazy with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you said and then you my would... gloves, I'll probably do something with a, the blue and the green with this. What was that the was Michael Jordan? So the... I just looked up this, like, JP, shout out to JP. He just put out a tweet of four of the jerseys that we're talking about, four of some of them. And the Seahawks is one of the photos and the jersey is actually darker than it appears on the screen. That's what I'm like saying, for, in the photos. So it's not that bad. Like looking at it, looking at it like in terms of photo mm-hmm. and what it would actually look like to the human eye, it's not that bad. It's more of like a darker cobalt blue versus like this mm-hmm. neon type bright blue. Yeah, right. So seeing that, this is this is dope. But I still take the Oilers, but I'm I don't hate the Seahawks seeing this in like true color. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing them now. They yeah. do look kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, last but not yeah, least, we I got think... that Vikings one. I'm sorry, B, you was going to say something? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I can talk forever about that. You know, <laughs> I'm a freak that, that one. That one, it gives you a lot of options. Go ahead. There you go. Yeah, now the Vikings, I personally do like this Vikings colorway, though. Um, it's KJ Osborne. <laughs> he actually was on the show not too long ago. But, um, yeah, this throwback Vikings uni, I like it. I really, I really do I like it. I love their helmets. The helmet mm. part, yeah. Their hel- yeah. The, the matte purple, Ooh. their helmets mm-hmm. are tough. It is. Oof. I know. Yeah, this is one of this is probably one of my favorites. I might put this above the Oilers. Yeah. This is just clean, like the color. It's nice. It's the right shade of purple. Mm-hmm. Just the right amount of yellow or gold, rather white. Like yeah. it's just clean. It's crisp. That matte purple helmet just takes it over the top. I'm a fan oh, yeah. of this one for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm loving. I'm digging this. Ashley. It's a yeah, it's between oils listen, in this one. These are my it's favorites. It's different from what they currently wear. That's why it's clean. It isn't. Yeah. But if it ain't broke, don't fix the, it. You heard? The stripes on the on the shoulder though. I feel like that. That's what does it for me. Like I don't, I don't know why yeah. that little that well, little subtle change stripe. to the jersey. Is that what it is? It's just one extra yeah. stripe. Yeah, yeah no, I'm looking no, at I last like year's. That. Yeah, it's only two stripes. Yeah, I like I just like that traditional Vikings look because they also don't wear the white pants. With I think that's what it is. Or is no no they wear white pants. No, they wear white. But um. But yeah, no, that colorway is the best. Yo, so so who you got on top? Who who, who you who you giving the the trophy to for the best uniforms, uh, Brandon? Yeah, I don't look at the. I think the Vikings uh, uniform is uh, dope. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, you know, I'm aligned with Ashley. Uh, you know, with her her feeling, her reaction to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. But I, when I think about throwback, I got to go with the Oilers, right? Yeah. Like that's me. Uh, Throwbacks. I go Oilers uh, one. Um, you know, we didn't look at the Cincinnati Bengals. I like their. And then even the Browns that you know they copy. You know, they, it's a copycat league. That's what the NFL is. So even the Browns are up there for me. But I'm freaking uh, that Vikings uh, uniform as well. Like I'll probably go with some crazy purple uh, 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 cleats with my secondary color that yellow. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do there. And usually I'll take. I'll do the opposite. But I'm gonna go with the primary color as the primary color with my cleats, and then I'll do a hint of yellow. Um, and maybe at halftime, you know, Ashley's not a big fan of this, but maybe mm-hmm. at halftime I'll do a whole another change as well, come out with something crazy. This is the type of uniform when your left foot in the in on your. But when I tell you guys this, man. Um, you know, and shout out to Corey for getting this in. He's been trying to get this this segment in for about a week. <laughs> but actually, for me, 
like, and we're seeing it across all sports now where people are investing a lot into their look, you know, not only on the court, on the field, but also pregame, postgame. Um, that was the funnest thing for me. Like, I, I, it wasn't the celebrations, but, like, it was curating my entire day. Like, when I left the team hotel and I got on a bus or I got in my Rolls Royce or my old school car, whatever I was driving, if it was a home game, like, whatever car I was getting into, my playlist, the music I was listening to and what I was wearing, everything was curated. That's where I put my time. Like, I would go through, um, like, my my, my whole day. Like, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to have 150 catches. I'm going to break this record or, you know, this is where we're going to be at in a division. So then I'm probably going to be invited to the presser, you know, so I'm going to be at the podium and then I'm going to say this and then what am I wearing, right? So, like, that was outside of the game itself that the the whole curating what you're wearing, what you're saying was the game that I enjoyed. So so this brought me back uh, to my playing days and, and it was very, you know, reflective for me. So thank you, Corey, for creating a segment that took me back to the glory days. Oh yes, I'm one of those old school athletes, Ashley, that's going to sit around and tell my grandkids and anybody who would listen, you, you, you don't remember this, but let me tell you these old the, stories. Do you know I played with Jay Cutler? Do you know I played with Brian Urlacher? Let me tell you. <laughs> That's too funny. So yeah, great, great, great segment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I just want to get you guys' thoughts on this real quick before uh, we talk Saquon Barkley because we want to get Ashley's thoughts on on his situation. Him we also have some other quick breaking news that I'm reading right yeah. now. Okay. Um, but we can talk Saquon first and then hit this and then we'll move it on. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, I also wanted to get y'all's thoughts on Netflix confirming season two of quarterback. You know that that the, the documentary series that's following quarterbacks right Have now. Have following Patrick Mahomes? Believe it or not, I haven't. I haven't. But either. I think I think them securing a the season two is kind of giving me you know giving me the incentive to actually watch that. But uh, yeah, right now they're following Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Next season, I mean, honestly, every quarterback in the NFL is really fair game. But uh, it's come out that Justin Fields has already declined the offer to be on. Yes, two, he, de- he declined. He declined the offer for season one, mm-hmm. and then declined again for season two. Yeah, what's up with you, Justin? Like, we want to see. We Justin see wants you to mind your so, business. That's, I think mind that might be mind it. your business is what he wants you to do. <laughs> that might be it. But I know B, so, you watched so, it, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Corey. So you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when it premiered, right? Um, we talked about if we were interested in watching it, and we both came to the conclusion that uh, it wasn't interesting for us. We weren't going to watch it. Uh, um, with that being said, Corey, um, and I think I told you this, I had a very late night um, not too long ago. Maybe it was a week and a half, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I'm just laying in bed, and I had nothing to watch, okay? Mm-hmm. I watched everything that I could possibly watch. <laughs> that interests me i'm a documentary guy i'm a health and wellness guy so all of that beyond food type stuff i'm watching that um there's no snow snowfall there's no power none of that so you know i'm certain and i'm you know what let me give this netflix quarterback series a chance peyton manning's a producer on it uh omaha productions let me try let me support my brethren and, and so i watch it and it's really good it was interesting so like you said uh, Kirk Cousins being uh, able to go into the mind of Kirk Cousins, absolutely brilliant in his home, absolutely brilliant. Seeing Patrick Mahomes and getting some of those intimate details like, you know, uh, he rented his house 
before the playoffs even started in Arizona. Yeah. Those are the type of sound bites that are coming out of that, right? So uh, even Mariota, like seeing his struggles, seeing you know, you know, some of his accomplishments, com- accomplishments, and, and and I thought it was really good. Um, season two is here. Um, or, or they 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 extended this. Uh, they they signed off on season two, and I think they've already confirmed the three quarterbacks that are going to be on. So, Wu, can you look that up? I know Aaron Rodgers is one, okay? So they're going to be following Aaron Rodgers and uh, maybe Josh Allen, and I don't remember the third, but there are three really, really cool quarterbacks that they're following uh, for season two. Because you had uh, 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 Peyton Manning on the Pat McAfee show, who's the producer, like I said, confirming uh, what quarterbacks are signed off on it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Wu, did you do you have that yet? I'm looking it up, but I got a lot you of Justin okay. Fields information. It's all good. I guess they, I didn't know it. they confirmed it. I, I know they I had a wish so list, either. but I don't think it was ever actually confirmed. Yeah, no, I, I remember hearing some names. Josh Allen. Yeah, there's been names circling. Like Justin Herbert's another name that's been circulating. Josh Allen, Aaron. I saw Rogers. Joe Burrow. I saw Joe Burrow. So I've seen a lot of names. No, just, just you know, I don't know. You know, it's 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 it was definitely confirmed because really? he was on a Pat McAfee show. Okay, and I was shocked that Aaron Rodgers actually signed off to do this. Uh, it seems like Aaron Rodgers is embracing uh, New York and this whole media thing. So, you hard know, I, it makes yeah, me wonder. Yeah. Hard knocks and quarterback. Knocks That's and a lot of Aaron Rodgers. Where he's at. Yeah, it's a lot. Right. And this is a guy that never really gave us anything. Right. Yeah. Like you had to go to the Pat McAfee show on Mondays and, and watch him for 20 minutes just to see a little bit of his personality. Oh, so um, the chat saying that so that was never confirmed, that that was just like a fan tweet that went viral, but they haven't confirmed the quarterbacks yet for the yeah. new season. Uh, okay, so I stand corrected. Thanks. See, that's what I love about our chat. Have we named their chat yet, uh, Ashley and Corey? I forgot. Like, wasn't it Paper Chasers? It. Paper Chasers. Yeah, yeah, they gave wasn't that what it was? Uh-huh. Is that what we did? Is I like really love it. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't love yeah, paper chasers. Like I feel like it should be more something along the, the, the you know, in the in, in in the spirit of like sports and team, like you know what I mean, squad, team. You know what I mean, like because yeah, I am athlete presenting paper route. So like now we have to have two names. So yeah. I am athlete paper, and then we're gonna have paper route. Like I feel like the network should have like one thing. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, hey, but if the people like it, I mean, right? the people, people say they like. <laughs> well, chasers. athletes are paper chasers, are they not? I, hey, you yeah. know what? I was gonna, I was thinking about just keeping this to myself. I'm like, that's what it seems like. Professional that's what sports we all has doing. become, right? It just becomes a money. Every everyone across the board is just a money hungry. I feel like business. you can't get more paper, paper chasing than sports, then, but. Yeah. Moving on, we gonna move on. No, paper that's squad. just the business. Paper, yeah. paper <laughs> people, paper, paper planes, paper, paper planes. Paper. Ben, ben paper, Ashley, Nicole Moss. Paper Trump. Her. Is it, this is, is coming from the guy true. who created Sneaky Snipers. Please get out of my face. Route <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's too funny. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, we're going to move on, though. Um, and, yeah, actually, you know, you weren't here yesterday when the news broke, but running back Saquon Barkley agreed to a one-year deal with the Giants. That includes $10.1 million guaranteed, $2 million up front in a signing bonus, and they're including incentives up to $909,000. So that'll equate to a contract worth up to $11 million. Those incentives, 1,350 rushing yards plus a playoff berth, 16 receptions, 11 touchdowns. What are your thoughts on this deal? Did they do right by Saquon? So on and so forth. Like, I don't... <laughs> At this point, I just kind of, it is what it is. Like, there, you know what I mean? It just, it kind of is what it is. I'm confused though because the franchise tag, wasn't the franchise tag like 10.5 million? 10.091, I think. Yeah, it was the like exact that. same price. Really, and then the one year deal is 11 million? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So, no, well, it's 11 it's million including incentives. incentives. Inclu- if he, he hits hit those, those incentives. incentives. So it's basically the same thing. So it's the tag. same thing. Correct. So. And you got 2 million up front. What? What was the issue? So we actually had a conversation after the show yesterday, and this comes down to, I think, Saquon just being the player. I don't think he's happy about this at all, but I also don't think that he doesn't want to miss a year, right? And I, and I want to just present this because we talked about this as well yesterday. Brandon actually just mentioned it during the uni discussion, which is like when he dropped the pass, he thought that was 100000 If he mm-hmm. made the touchdowns a million. Mm-hmm. Do you want your – running back set ready to go on third down thinking about do I need seven catches this game do I need another 150 yards this game Mm -hmm. because that's the only way he gets that money right so I ask again what was the issue because if you knew that the one-year deal was x amount of money Mm -hmm. with incentives which I'm sure they presented to him he knew it and then you knew the franchise tag was X amount of money without incentives. If the one-year deal wasn't a long-term deal that you actually wanted, and the franchise tag wasn't a long-term deal that you actually wanted, now it just comes down to money. It's the same amount of money. It's essentially the same exact deal, except one, you don't have to worry about doing all the all the you know intangibles Hit and all, all the other markers. things mm-hmm. to raise the stock of the the actual deal. You could just take your money and play the and play the season and not worry about that. You a one year deal with all these incentives is great if you hit it, but if you don't, it's the same deal. So I'm just confused why 
not just take the franchise tag if you knew that's what the one year deal was. I don't understand what the whole. Well, this the, is a little. I don't, I don't understand what the whole, I don't understand what well, the issue well, is. Yeah. So so Ashley, I'm with you. It's like at this point, it is what it is. But when you look at it a little bit uh, 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 deeper, um, what you'll see is, you know, he got two million up front. I don't know if he needs that money. He's probably crushing it off the field. Definitely playing for the New York football giants in the biggest media market in the world. Uh, and he's a, a brandable guy. Um, but then he also, he's given an opportunity or the, the, the chance to, to bring in an, an additional 900,000. So that's what that is. What I don't love about this deal, you know, upon further review is that, you know, I would have said, you know what, keep the 900,000, the, the extra million, whatever you want to call it, keep that. But let's agree to, to you not franchise tagging me next year. That's where I feel like Saquon and his team missed out. Uh, that's more valuable than uh, an extra million dollars. And, and a lot of these incentives, they control, right? So when you look at, uh, you know, what makes up these incentives, we're talking about he has to have 1,350 yards on the ground with a playoff berth, and he hits uh, one incentive, right? He's never had over 1,300 yards, Ashley. And I right. don't believe the Giants are in position to make – to, to, I don't think they're contenders. Mm. You know, like I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be strong. And that that's a team that I should have put on my sneak Brandon Sneaky Snipers is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I think they're going to be scary good this year, right? Um, and then you obviously have the Philadelphia Eagles there. And this is a tough division. Ashley thinks this is the toughest division in sports. There's a lot of people that say that toughest division in NFL, excuse me, the Commanders. Right. I say that because the commanders, they're still going to give people challenges. What are they going to do? So, you're, you know, the, the chances of him that first incentive, I think it's 30 percent. The second incentive is 63 catches. Now, he uh, had the most receptions on a team last year, I think, with like 53. You know, if it was the same situation, I think he gets that. But now they have 15 guys, 15 wide receivers on the roster this year. You best believe that Brian Dayball is going to fix this passing game. You know, he's going to get the ball in his wide receiver's hands more this year. They're going to be more comfortable in year two. So I don't think Saquon has more than 50 catches this year. And the last one is touchdowns. I think he hits that, right? I think it's 11 touchdowns, the most touchdowns he had in the year is 10. I think he, I think Saquon probably this year goes for almost 15 touchdowns. That's what I believe. Um, so I don't love this deal. Um, you know, I think he should have fought for uh, the team not being able to franchise tag him after because now they're going to be in the same position next year. And when I look at how Saquon has played this, I think he just gave in and said, you know what, I'm betting on myself. And if you franchise tag me next year, I'm going to get uncomfortable. Right. Like, I think that he's he's had it. I think he's pissed off, especially when you see that three dudes been signed to major deals this offseason. His left tackle just got signed to a record-breaking deal today or yeah. last night. Yeah. You had Daniel Jones get signed to a, a deal that gives him $40 million a year and their big D tackle uh, also got paid. And now you got Saquon Barkley, the, the face of the franchise, the catalyst of that offense, and he's playing on a one-year deal. That sucks, and that's not good business. Not at all. Not at yeah. all. Yeah. I, I'm confused. Yeah, I don't say Ash, if you don't have anything to add there. Well, didn't you say you had like a piece of news that you wanted to throw Yes. Um, JP sent me an interesting tweet, mm -hmm. and it is being reported. Give me one second so I can quote this correctly. Um, 
Hold on, hold on. Here we go. It says that Tyreek Hill, this is per Omar Kelly, says that Tyreek Hill says that he plans to enter the Hall of Fame as a Miami Dolphin. Corey, what do you think of that? Well, I mean, that's a great statement there. That sounds like Tyreek Hill. We got him locked up for a few more years now. I mean, that is the hope. Of course, it's a business. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, me, I would like for him to bring home a Super Bowl. I think Super Bowl would like, you know, that needs to be at the top of his mind right mm -hmm. now. Oh, That'd be great. I, I, so I guess that's my, <laughs> that's my response to that Y'all piece are never winning. <laughs> Ever again. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my response to that piece of news. So, well, do but, you uh, think that if you do you think, Brandon, you think that even if Tyreek Tyreek Hill does not win a Super Bowl with the Miami Dolphins, we already know he's going to the Hall of Fame. Do you think that the Miami Dolphins will be his last stop so that when he does enter the Hall of Fame, he will be a Miami Dolphin? Uh, I don't believe Tyreek I do believe he'll go in as a Miami Dolphin if he plays more than uh if he hits four years uh with the Miami Dolphins. I don't believe Tyreek Hill when he says that this is his last contract and then he's going to retire. He looked me in my eyes off camera and, and, and said this. We had this discussion. We did his podcast. He said it again. Yeah. He said it publicly uh, a few times. I don't believe that. I believe Tyreek Hill is still in his prime and I believe there's another contract left in him. I believe Tyreek Hill at the end of this deal is going to be looking up and saying, yo, I'm close to breaking this record. I'm close to passing this legend on uh -oh. this particular stat line. Am I breaking up here? No, no, no. no I'm, I'm just saying I'm waiting for okay, the so, shooter so, drop. Here we go. So, 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 you, so, so, you, so you have that, right? Um, um, but, but this to me, Ashley, when you, when, when you talked about this, when you presented this you know, semi-breaking news, I thought about the business, right? I thought about Saquon Barkley, the topic we just got off of. Why is he saying that? He's saying that because the business was sour in KC. They couldn't get it done, right? So what he would now and he is, you know, uh, uh, I want to be the face And you're the guy that treats you so good. They give you whatever you want. And so that's why he feels that way because he's, he, he's being treated better find uh, from a business standpoint and from a day-to-day -day in Miami, right? So that makes me think about Saquon, right? Like, will this relationship ever be right? Josh Jacobs in, in, in Las Vegas, will this relationship ever be right? And to me, it's no. Like, I don't, because it, it, it's personal for athletes. You don't do right by me in business. You you, 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 you crap all over me, but then you, you overuse me on the field and you think we're supposed to be good? Hell no. No, absolutely not. So that's my thought around Tyreek Hill uh, in this semi-breaking news. <laughs> he killed me with the semi-breaking news. <laughs> but anyways, we're going to move well, on. Well, that's what man. Ashley said. Didn't Ashley call it semi-breaking news? No, I said we had some news. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> nothing broke. Oh, yeah. Nothing nothing <laughs> breaking, just some, <laughs> some news. Semi-breaking news. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna get... I thought that's what you said at the beginning. Oh, we got some breaking news. Uh, that, that's what you said. My <laughs> nah, I, I call it semi-breaking. No, I'm playing. Um, but now, moving on, I want to just get you guys' thoughts on this. So, uh, Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers and University of Southern California quarterback Caleb Williams uh, are vouching for players to be able to earn equity in franchises. So representatives of USC quarterback said that he had made it, well, him and his representatives are making it known to prospective agents that Williams wants partial ownership in teams that select him in 2004 when he's projected to declare for the draft. And then also Aaron Rodgers attempted to secure equity in his contract 
in discussions with the New York Jets. So I wanted to ask you guys, and I can start with you, Ashley. Uh, should players be allowed equity, you know, in NFL franchises, or do you see this being something that would cause some controversy down the line? Yes and no. I think there should be stipulations because, as we know, players get traded all the time. Right. And if every time you get traded to a new team, you have equity, by the end of your career, you have equity in like five or six teams. Correct. I think that there should be a um, stipulation based on how long you're there in order to get equity. For example, someone like Aaron Rodgers should have equity in the Green Bay Packers. Agreed. But somebody like Tyreek Hill shouldn't have equity in the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what I mean? I think saying. it should be based on time played. Got you. Um, because then you're just going to, like I said, have people all over the place yeah. with equity in so many different teams. Um, but I definitely think it should happen. I think it's, it, you know, and, and that should be in lieu of actual money. So it should be money taken off of their contract if you want it in equity. Or if you don't oh, want okay, it in equity, then you take it in your contract. But I don't think you would be able to do both. I think that if somebody is of a business mind, they'd be willing to take a million dollars less in their contract if that equals uh, 1% or less than 1% equity in an NFL franchise. Mm -hmm. It depends on the individual, but I don't think that you should be able to do both. And it should be based on how long you're within a franchise. It shouldn't just be like every rookie gets equity yeah, in a that. team because if they're not there, and look at Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson had equity in the Jets, oh, yeah. he, mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, So it should be time served and it should be an option of money or equity, but not or both. Or a mix of both. Mm -hmm. right? No, because I think if you do oh, a mix no? of both, yeah. the... You have the equity is the money in the long game. It's like the player. Yeah, yeah no, I get that. So like, I'm like basically, I'm give, I'm giving you money. I'm I'm paying you down yeah. the line in lieu of not having to pay you up front. Yeah. yeah exactly. Now but it should have. Now then, you like should, you'll still spending. get. I'm saying you'll still get your contract. But let's say you want equity. Say you want one percent equity in an NFL franchise. That's a million dollars less that I'm going to pay you up front right now yeah, because that money's going to come circle back to you later down the road. That's what I mean. You should still get yeah. your contract. I'm not saying yeah. it should be a substantial amount of money you're not going to get up front, but there should be a part of it that is given back to the franchise immediately mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you're going to get your return down the line. Definitely. You know I what get I mean? what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Brandon, your thoughts this, on this? This, this is, yeah, yeah. Hopefully you guys can hear me clear here. Um, mm -hmm. This is interesting. Um, this reminds me of Tom Brady. Uh, uh, in his relationship with Robert Kraft and the New England Patriots. You know, a lot of us, uh, you know, uh, internally always question, like, why is he taking these team-friendly deals? This is Tom Brady. Tom Brady, 10 years ago, could have freaking demanded $50 million a year, like these deals that we're seeing from that the quarterbacks are getting today, right? And so for me, I always wondered, like, man, did, has Robert Kraft ever, you know, you know, under the table or or offline said, you know what, Tom, when you retire, I'm going to make sure you have equity and we're going to make it up post-career, right? I always wondered that. So, Ashley, I, 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 there's some, like, I agree with some of uh, 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 your position here. I think it's more like the older athletes, right? Like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Donald, guys like that that are entering like the, the last phase of their career and it's their last hurrah and teams are like, yo, we're going to bring you in knowing that you only have one or two more years and we're going to give you a piece. I don't see this happening. Um, uh, I don't think that uh, the, the owners will allow it. 
Also, I think that the CBA won't allow it. So there's some labor issues uh, that's also surrounding this. If it's not in the CBA, you can't negotiate this. Okay, so that's 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 the second thing. What I do believe is going to happen because the NFL always follow the NBA is what the NBA did last year. Right. They opened up a small piece where athletes, their players can actually invest in teams. But you have to have the money. So I do believe the NFL is looking at ways to get more players involved in ownership, but they're going to have to have the money. We're talking about significant cash. That's what's going to happen. Well, you don't need to have significant cash if you join an investment firm. If you're in a group of people, you just have to have enough to go ahead and get a, a nice return on your investment. But you don't have to have Magic Johnson money if you're part of an investment group. You would just take a smaller piece of the puzzle. But I do think that it's going to I do agree that it's going to be hard to do this with the NFL only because versus the NBA in the NBA I know it's become a little bit archaic in the way that the league has unfolded but at least in the NBA you have players who stay with the same team their entire career it happens less and less light less and less frequently now as it did back in the day but think of a Kobe Bryant yeah. think think of a Dirk Nowitzki think of a Tony Parker oh well no, Tony Parker didn't say think of a Tim Duncan um think of a Michael Those days Jordan are over, Ashley huh those days are over. That's what I'm saying. Those days are over. Basketball. So, like, it's hard. And Michael Jordan and the Wizards doesn't count. He's a bull. Um, think of D-Wade and the Miami Heat. I don't count any other place that he went to. Like, mm. it's very rare that players stay with the same organization from beginning to end, which is why I think NBA equity, giving players M equity NBA franchises, you would definitely be able to do it because you give a lifelong player equity. A Magic Johnson probably has equity in the Los Angeles Lakers. Lifelong Laker. In the NFL, it's hard because there's so much constant movement that I don't know how you would put the red tape in there to make it so that you don't have players who just have money in multiple franchises. So that's the only Again, thing I feel Ashley like they're going to run into an issue with. Listen, I, I know these are all our, our opinions, right? But but I just don't see that happening, right? Like, so, you know, we started off this conversation because Aaron Rodgers in negotiations with the Jets asked for equity um, and the Jets didn't even have to say no. Uh, the NFL stepped in and said it can't happen because it's not a part of the collective bargaining agreement and that will create labor issues, right? And then you have Caleb, a kid, like now he has to be careful, right? Like for him to have this mindset, I get it right business but like teams could look at this and, and this could be a huge turn off the teams you are a rookie or are going to be a rookie asking for equity are you kidding me I, we don't get you're breaking up B. we can't hear you have, have we seen come in and not even play a snap say that again yeah you were breaking up we can't we can't hear you Oh my goodness! It was such a great point. <laughs> he said, "I was getting heated." He was it, it was so good. Well, doesn't so doesn't Brady have equity in the Raiders? He does now. But by the way, to confirm, right? That's yeah. Magic huh? sold yeah. his equity in 2010. Magic showed his sh sold his equity in the Lakers, but he of did have equity. Yeah, four percent. Was, wasn't it built into his contract, or was it after no, he stopped with like, dumb no, playing? I think he purchased it. He purchased it after he retired. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what's that's what's going to happen. And I know I'm a little choppy here, but. No, it's, you're going to have to, Tom Brady invested cash, right? And that's what's going to have to happen in, in NBA and NFL. Player wants equity, put your money up, and this is going to be more post-career.
it's a conflict for active well you're well you were listening to brandon marshall you're listening to ashley nicole moss i'm cory in the cut i got Wu out west and i got bc in the booth and you're listening to paper route on faction talk sirius xm channel 103 we're going to take a break right quick but when we come back we're going to talk kevin durant he says he convinced adam silver nba commissioner to take marijuana off of the banned substance list so we'll talk about that and mikhail bridges and his nets teammates say they have big confidence in ben simmons and if you remember yesterday Brandon Marshall said that Ben Simmons could be Magic oh Johnson, the next Magic Johnson. So, yeah, we'll get into that conversation when we come back. Are you the best defensive player? Or are you the best player to ever play football? What do you, I'm not going to say I'm the best player to ever play football. What about but defense? am I the best defensive player? Okay. If not, who? Brandon? Reggie Rice. <laughs> Reggie Rice is a great player. And I, and I put him up there in the same, uh, uh, same classes myself. Every time I walk into a room or I pick up a paper or something, they say, oh, LT, uh, you know, hey, I see an article, they talk about all these people. And then always at the last, my name always shows up in the last sentence of the last paragraph just before they say greatest of all time. Mm. Okay. Hey, do you think you could have played in this era? Yeah, if I didn't want a paycheck, yeah. You <laughs> 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 kicked kick me out of the game every, every week. Now, but yeah, I can play in an era. I think I can. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am rugged enough to play in this era. I've just, I don't know, it's, it, I, that's a hard question. Man. Could you have cleaned your game up, though? The violence. The it was aggression. clean. That was clean as I could get it. I was clean. Then you can't play yeah, in this area. It might be. It might be a problem. It might be a problem. It might be a problem. I may have to um, play a different position. Maybe have to move to the inside, where uh, where it was a little easier. So yeah, as I said before the break, Kevin Durant he had a meeting with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, and the meeting was about marijuana and basically it being on the substance, you know, on the banned substance list, and and basically it was a conversation about whether or not the NBA needs to continue to test NBA players, and as we know, um, you know, it, it kind of went into KD and maybe the marijuana smokers' favor, but this is what KD said uh, when he met with Adam Silver. He said, well. He smelt it when I walked in, so I don't really have too much to say. He kind of understood where this was going. Everybody is doing it. Actually, was it you know a long time coming? Really, just with you know the NBA and really in sports in general, beginning to kind of lighten up on the idea that you know marijuana really is an affecting play. Yeah, I mean, I think it also was something that was going to be really hard to prevent as it continued to get legalized throughout the country. Because mm -hmm. who is the NBA to say that a player can't? smoke marijuana if they're in denver mm -hmm. like if they're you're not breaking but they the could law buy a beer right so mm -hmm. like you're not breaking any laws by doing it so i think that the the more that it gets legalized and the more that it has gotten legalized the harder it was for the nba to go ahead and justify making it a banned substance which is why i think that they were ahead of the curve and banning it mm -hmm. i then believe the mlb followed suit and then I think the NFL, I believe the NFL was last out of the big three. You can double check that, Andrew. But um, I think that also there have been studies, you know, based on, 
You know, marijuana has been used for cancer patients. It has been used in the medical field for a variety of different things. And it counteracts, I mean, it's much better than using opioids, which have been a huge crisis in this country for many years. People develop severe addictions to it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of cases, they're deadly. Um, so I think that a lot of athletes are more um, in tune with that and they don't want to be pumped up with opioids and, and man-made medications to deal with chronic pain or to deal with whatever, or to deal with insomnia or to deal with whatever it is that they're using it for. Um, they wanna go ahead and take more natural routes. And with, again, with the substance being legalized in so many parts of the country, right. mm -hmm. they, the NBA and these leagues and these businesses had no choice but to get on the curve. So I'm not surprised at all. Your question was what order? Did the was it NBA, MLB, then NFL? No, actually it was MLB. First. Mm -hmm. Then it was um, NBA? NFL. NFL was, no, not, not before NBA. I, got, I, got 21. I, thought, I thought NBA was first. No, NBA, NBA definitely came before NFL. I thought NFL just came around, right? Just came like, around. I got like, 2021 like off season. Interesting. No, because the NBA banned it in the, the NBA lifted the ban in the bubble. Mm, 2020 okay, so it was one year yeah. after the other so day. it was mlb nba and then the nfl finally came around but i remember specifically adam silver lifted the band when the players went into the bubble yeah okay yeah yeah, so yeah so it was definitely nba uh and then nfl we always follow nfl's always behind on things like this uh well, ashley you brought up a great point and hopefully you got you guys can hear me and, and i'm clear here mm. um players want uh um more um, healthier uh, remedies around recovery and healing, okay? So all of these, you know, pain pills that they're giving us and, you know, the Tordal shots and Tordal pills is crushing guys' liver, is crushing guys long-term, mm -hmm. right? So when you look at all of the resource, uh, uh, research around uh, marijuana, there's a lot of things coming out that, you know, guys are recovering faster, healing faster when used appropriately, right? Like I will say this, I wish I actually had a better relationship with marijuana while I was playing, like meaning that like I knew what I was doing, I knew how to use it uh, for the right reasons, whether it's sleep, anxiety, or healing, recovery, right? If I did, I truly believe that, you know, hell, I may still be playing. Right. I, I knew teammates back in the day that was doing that and they weren't taking the, you know, the, 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 the Tordal or the Celebrex, uh, the Naperson or Naperex, whatever it's called, the pain pills that they were giving us. And they were recovering faster than some of us other guys that were doing it. You know, uh, I, I love that KD stood up and had this meeting. Uh, but there was other guys that stood up as well, the Al Harringtons of the world, the Steven Jacksons of the world, the Matt Barnes of the world that was very vocal as well. So um, interesting topic, and there's still so much more work to do around this. How do you feel about it, you know, being tested for at the NCAA level, collegiate level? Do you think that's, that should remain the same? Because what they did in recent years yes. is just basically raised the threshold. So no, they, no, no, they shouldn't. No, listen, first off, like, think about this, like, now, uh, you know, in most states, it's legal, mm -hmm. right? Look how many people, men and women, we have behind bars over this. And now you have institutions, you have uh, a lot of individuals actually making a shit ton of money 
off of this. So that's a problem. And second, just to keep it real, 90% of these damn coaches are smoking marijuana, <laughs> right? I just, like, to me, a lot of this is black and white, right? Like, it's just like, right is right, wrong is wrong. If you're going to smoke marijuana, then your players need to smoke marijuana. <laughs> I mean, they should be able to smoke marijuana, yeah. right? Like, if you have a player that is struggling that is abusing uh, some of these things, then now we need to have other things in place to get these guys help. But the reality is all these prominent men and women in business, all these prominent men and women in politics, all these prominent men and women in sports, they're all doing these things and sometimes even doing more. So please miss me with that. Yeah, you might be right with that one. Yeah, anything to add here before we move on, Ashley? We good? Yeah, so... Legalize it. Yeah, <laughs> legalize it, man. Legalize it. All right, moving on. So, Mikel Bridges, um, uh, player currently for the New York Nets, excuse me, Brooklyn Nets, was currently on Podcast P. That is uh, Paul George's podcast. And basically, they had a conversation about Ben Simmons. And he said that um, in this clip that we'll show you that he has big confidence. Him and his teammates, they have big confidence in Ben Simmons. So, let's take a look at that real quick. This is my guy. I got big confidence. I got big faith in more this year. His back was messed up now. Like, got surgery. He's getting back. But he loved the game, bro. I think he's in a good place. All of us, like, we're close. He's the one talking in the chat all the time, and we all f with him. And yeah. obviously, yeah, we want him to score and stuff, but we ain't pressed about it. Like, you just want to be him, be aggressive. How do you find ways you can be a support system for him? Just be there with him, man. Support him. Even if you struggle, whatever, like, that's cool. Like, Whatever city we're in, we go hang out, go get dinner, whatever, like, get ready for the next one. I think that's the biggest thing is just he could be confident enough to fail. And know, like, we're there for him. You don't want nobody to, you feel that pressure every single time. Like, oh, if I don't play well, oh, shit, these guys might not like me. Like, nah, for me, that's not the case. I'll just try to be there. I'm like, listen, bro, you struggle, you struggle. Like, we're here for you. We want to be there through the process. If you shoot five minutes in a row, you miss all five, I shoot the sixth one. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big fan of, of Ben Simmons, man. He still has that game in him. We know you're going to get through it, man. Just keep powering through it. Return back to elite form. Mm. All right, now let me know what y'all feel about this. Because in my opinion, I think the roster that the Brooklyn Nets have right now is like the best roster that Ben Simmons has been on. Like in terms of, and not, not to say like skill-wise, but I'm talking about like the best situation for him, I think, to be the best version of himself. Does that make sense? Like Kevin Durant and Kyrie, we know of those guys obviously being elite players and maybe even a James Harden. But they, well, I don't even think they was there at the same time. But like they're not maybe the best teammates or the best like motivators I think guys like Mikel Bridges, guys like Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, those guys who are veterans who also, you know, maybe might just be a little bit more personable than those guys that I just mentioned. I feel like this might be the best situation for Ben Simmons. I don't know. How do y'all feel about that? Um. Well, <laughs> I think we can Kyrie's the best not. Of ben Simmons you've never. I don't. I don't know where this narrative that Kyrie's not a good teammate has come from. Nobody's ever played with him has ever said that. Right. Kevin Durant has one of the hardest work ethics in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I mean, Devin Booker has spoken to that. He's working out with Jordan Poole. I mean, Kevin Durant is a hooper. He has mm -hmm. one of the, like I said, best work ethics. He eats, breathes, sleeps basketball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if being around that is not contagious, that's not a them thing. Now. I, I do agree that, you know, I don't think that the media and fans gave him a fair shot. He did come off of surgery. It did come out that, you know, he wasn't 100% healthy. You could see even during the season, it was very up and down. And ultimately, he sat out for the remainder of the season. A back surgery is not something that 
you can just overcome easily. Your nerves have to regenerate. There's a lot of things that go into that that I don't think people um, give players the benefit of the doubt with. It's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, a fractured ankle or a sprained ankle, rather. It's a major thing. Nerves and ligaments and things are all within your spine and it affects your entire body. It holds up your entire body. So... um, that I agree with. It wasn't fair. He needed an entire offseason. He has it. Only time will tell if that was really all that he needed. But I will say the only thing that I disagree with is this narrative of he doesn't have to score. Because if you look at the roster, you don't have a Kevin Durant and a Kyrie Irving to take that load off. Those are two of the best scorers in the NBA. Yeah. You have a nice roster of guys with you, but they're not Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or even James Harden when he's at his best. So that means that if you have somebody on the floor who's not going to score in any capacity, not saying he has to go out there and score 25 points a game, but in any capacity, then what's happening is you're playing five on four. And that means that somebody's double teams because they know that one guy's not going to attempt to score. Mm -hmm. So while I agree that may not be what he is on the floor primarily to do primarily on the floor to defend one through five which he's great at that's his bread and his butter he's one of when he's at his best one of the best defenders ever but you still need him to score the basketball at some point so this narrative of like oh we don't care if he scores you should care if he scores because it's five on five and everybody has to score or otherwise the teams are lopsided that's the only thing. So facilitating, defending, all of that's great. If he can give that to you 90% of the time, the other 10%, I think it's fair to say you would like to see a couple scores in that 10%. Mm-hmm. Ben, ben Simmons is a victim of trends, okay? So, Corey, you brought up the conversation that we started yesterday, me comparing Ben Simmons to Magic Johnson. Okay, magic, yeah, magic, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's a real comparison. The difference between the two are eras, which is a big deal, and there's a lot of validity behind that, right? Magic Johnson came up in an era where it was big man oriented. Okay, Ben Simmons is coming up in an area where in the era where it's about the you know the three, like shoot the ball. Can you Mm -hmm. shoot the ball? But in sports, there's so many different ways to uh, uh, approaching, you know, basketball, football, or in winning. There's different philosophies. Every year, teams win differently. The Denver Nuggets won a, 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 a different way and in a different style than the Golden State Warriors. Yep. Then the Lakers did in a bubble. And you go on and on and on. You can do the same thing in football. Some teams get it done playing defense and running the ball. Some teams have a passing attack and a bend but don't break defense. So this whole narrative around Ben Simmons is all about trends. And all this is about the, 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 the narrative that we in the media are pushing. Yes, Ben Simmons can get it done at a high level if he was in the right environment and and had the right coaches that weren't tracing chasing trends weren't trying to be like the golden state warriors okay that's a dynasty Mm -hmm. and trying to play like steph curry magic is going down and magic has gone down so far as the best point guard ever look at the comparisons 
Magic is 6'9", played power forward in college. Ben Simmons is 6'10", played power forward in college. Both are flashy with their passes. Both are coast-to-coast dunking the ball. Both have crazy handles. Both average around 16, 17 points a game and seven or eight assists. So you mean to tell me Ben Simmons doesn't have a place in today's NBA at a high level? He can't be an author. Go turn on the film and watch him the first two years when he was in Philly. Unbelievable. Now, I do believe uh, Ben Simmons has a lot to do with this, right? Because as an athlete, you got to control your mental. And I believe he's a case of the yips. I believe he listened to the yips. I believe I break this whole thing that everybody's pushing. We all need to shoot the ball. And he got outside of himself and he didn't play his game. But if Ben Simmons plays his game he and he's on the right team and has the right guys around him and he's coming in averaging 16 points a game, seven, eight assists, playing defense, oh, my goodness, he's, he, he's an all-star. You guys, Magic you, Johnson is the last thing I would say to this. Magic Johnson didn't average uh, uh, over 24% from three until his 10th year. He had one good year shooting the ball. He struggled the same way Ben Simmons struggled. So, yes, this comparison is real. <laughs> ben Simmons needs to get his mind right. And if he does, the Brooklyn Nets can find themselves in a very good position if they embrace letting him play his game. His his game travels from era to era. I don't point blank I don't period. I don't understand where you guys think that you're like coming up with some just monumental take about Magic Johnson. That was literally his player comp when he got into the league. Like during he had the a draft. couple of players comps. He had Lamar Odom as a player comp. His, he had LeBron James his as a player comp. comp was had, Magic uh, Johnson and LeBron James. That was literally his player comp. You guys aren't reinventing the wheel by saying <laughs> comparing him to Magic Johnson. It was all it's been... trying to reinvent the nobody's trying to reinvent the so wheel. So where what is this Magic is Johnson thing? Can we player we... comp that everybody talked about and said that Magic Johnson is went down as the greatest point guard of all time? And if you tell me that a guy that's 6'10", that have crazy handle, that can play defense, that is flashy with his passes. That, that that game don't translate into today's era. Who then said that we it didn't translate? We have all missed it. Who? But you no, just said that he needs to score. That's you not. Just, that's not what I just. That, that is not even score. remotely close to what I said, Brandon. What I said was you can't have somebody on the floor and just be okay with them facilitating and playing defense. He does need to score in some capacity. I specifically said he does not need to score 24 points a game. But if you don't have somebody who's even going to attempt to score the basketball, you're playing five on four, which means somebody, more than likely a higher percentage shooter, is going to be double teamed, which is 100% accurate. I'm not asking him to go out there and be Michael Jordan. He should score 10 points a game. So let me ask you this question. So are you okay with Ben Simmons averaging 15 points a game like he did his rookie year? Are you okay with Ben yes. Simmons? And he also, I believe, won rookie of the year. Are you okay with Ben Simmons averaging 16? Well, it was actually 16.9, so 17 points a, a, a game like he did his second year in Philly. Or yes. Or 16 
uh, uh, get points a game in his third year. Yeah, okay, so if we actually let this, as mm-hmm. soon as we start pushing Ben Simmons to shoot, to shoot, to, and we need you to average 20-something points. Nobody points, said that. You, <laughs> no, but nobody said that. that. Nobody <laughs> said anything about him scoring 25 points a game. Literally, nobody said that. The critique has been is that in the last few seasons, he doesn't e- even attempt to score the basketball. He doesn't even look at the basket, which he makes... He got the yips, Ashley. He got the yips. But, he got the yips. What, regardless of what it is, the critique has always been that there's not even an attempt to score. Not that you need him to go out there and be Steph Curry. That's not his game. It's never been his game. But to say nobody ever said that his game can't translate, it's just that it can't translate if he's not even going to attempt to score. That's We're talking about two different things. Here's what I'm saying, Ashley. Listen to me, right? As players, when we sit back and we watch paper out the Ashley Nicole Mosses, we turn on first take, listen to Stephen A. Smith, right? Like a lot of players, they absorb that and that can affect them. That's why we always talk about don't turn on the TV, don't read the clippings, right? Just stick to what you know and listen to your coaches and your teammates, eliminate all distractions. Because when it comes in, the wrong stuff can come out. And what I'm saying is during that time- Let me tell you why. Because if you see after the first three years, everybody's pushing Ben like this was the narrative. Tell me if I'm wrong. The conversation was, okay, we need more from Ben. Everybody was saying he's not, he hasn't attempted a three-point shot in four or five games. So that entire narrative, that entire commentary, right, was around Ben Simmons. So what did Ben Simmons do? It might be breaking up a little bit here. Ben Simmons started trying. He started to shoot the ball, try to. He got the yips. He felt uncomfortable. That's what Ben Simmons could have controlled. I That's think, what he contributed to this. But around that same time, I think your I think your history go ahead, go ahead, I think your history timeline's a little bit off. I don't think. Well, help me out here then, because I I disagree. I, th- I think what initially happened was he was unhappy in Philly, and that unhappiness caused him to not want to play. When you're unhappy in your environment, you have no desire to play in your environment. He didn't want to be there. It was that entire holdout of getting him out of there. He didn't, they they fined him constantly for not showing up, for not playing. He had that entire lawsuit between the NBA and the 76ers, gets to Brooklyn, has to have back surgery. He's not 100% healthy. The, the medical staff still pushes him out there, but he can't compete to the level that he was pre-surgery. I don't think it had anything to do with what, the media was saying about him did it help probably not but he was already dealing with a lot of other things behind the scenes before the media even started saying about his shooting or lack thereof i think that that's not true that's not true in his third year going into his fourth year before that year where he was being fined and he didn't want to be in philly the narrative shifted uh, or the the commentary shifted to will ben simmons attempt a shot Right. Nobody was saying he sucked. Nobody said he was a bust. But everybody was saying Ben Simmons needs to shoot the ball more. That the narrative only that narrative only happened. No, Brandon, that narrative only started after the Hawks series. When he didn't attempt the shot at the basket. What year was that? But it wasn't it wasn't prior to that series. That was the postseason. Before that, nobody was saying that. That his third year during the regular season, there was not even a, a glimmer of that. It wasn't until that series against the Hawks that it turned. But again, he already wanted out of Philly at that point. 
That was just the catalyst. I mean, that was just the straw that broke the camel's back. It was wanting out of Philly, not getting out of Philly. Doc Rivers throwing him under the bus in the media. Then it was the surgery. Then it was Brooklyn. Then it was playing. Then it was not playing. Then it was playing. Then it was not playing. Then it was the coaching change. Then it was the team. There was a lot of other things going on. I know the media wants to think that they had the power to make and break athletes' mental, but I think that yes, he was do. already dealing with a lot more. Yes, before they do. The media yes, stuff. the media does. Okay. Yes, the media does. Okay. Yes, the media does. I'm sitting here as an uh, as a retired athlete that played 13 years, and I'm telling you that I saw the media break so many of my teammates. So many. The media did the same thing with with Ben Simmons, but that's our problem as athletes. That has nothing to do with the media. That's why you get paid the big bucks because you're able to navigate through all of that type of distraction and that type of pressure. Most men and women on this planet can't deal with that type of pressure. But the media but the media was critiquing to... him the year he won rookie of the year. No, they weren't. Yes, they, no, they were. Weren't. His remember. scouting report was that he was a selfish player, that he wasn't going to go ahead and put the effort in. There was reports of him not being a team guy, being a self-centered, like all that was already existent. And he won rookie of the year and he had dominant seasons in Philly. So why yeah. is it that all of a sudden it started affecting him? That doesn't make sense. If the media has been on you from day one, and that's what happens when you are a number one draft pick, the mm -hmm. microscope on you is drastically different than it is for everyone else. Everyone keeps making it seem like he just flipped a switch and now all of a sudden the media's opinion of him bothers him. But the media's been at his neck, whether good, bad, or indifferent, since this, the day he stepped in Philly. He was a number one draft pick. He didn't win a championship at LSU. The scouting reports on him in terms of his personality were constantly bashing him outside of his great skill set. It was constantly talking about how he's, not a, he's a selfish player and he's egotistical and he's not a team guy, blah, 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 blah. That was already in pre-existence. You get to Philly, whose fans either love you or hate you. It depends on the day and how they're feeling. Yeah. Like, it was already in existence. So all of a sudden, people want to go ahead and say, oh, the media broke him. But the media was always there. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter when he won Rookie of the Year. It didn't matter when he was an All-Star. It didn't matter when he had dominant seasons in the NBA. So I get that media can make or break an athlete, but it doesn't affect thinking that all of a sudden that flip switches just at some point in the career when that has been their their reality since day one, I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. That's always been his reality. Now listen, yeah. hearing hearing both of you guys, right, I can honestly say I think both of you guys make very great and valid points because, and it kind of goes back to what I had said in the beginning because I hear your point, Ashley. You said it was more so of him not liking Philly. In my opinion, I don't think he, he, he meshed well with his teammates, right? He didn't have a, a great relationship with Jimmy Butler when he was there. I don't think his relationship was good with Joel Embiid. So that, that aids to a player, you know, going in a slump on the court, in my opinion. So that, I think, ties back to the point I made before that. I think now he's in a situation where he actually has a really good relationship with his teammates, right? Like, he has a good relationship with his teammates. He's in a, he also has a roster, a collective roster, where now he could be more ball dominant, right? Like kind of close, it really would reflect, well, his role would reflect the same role that he had in his first two seasons where he, he stood out to Brandon's point. But then I believe he started to hear the chatter. He started to hear the chatter. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a three point shot. His first two years, he didn't even take enough three pointers to give him a three point percentage. Can you guys hear me? He took yeah. two in Brooklyn, by the way. To, two, to what? But that's not his yeah. game. He's not yeah, a three right. point yeah, but, shooter. But I, and, and to, to Brandon's point, point, yes, yes, we can hear you. 
to to okay. Brandon's to okay. Brandon's point, I think that's when he let the he allowed the media to get to him, and he tried to change his game, and he didn't have players on his teams, okay. right, that allowed okay. him to, one to second, play Corey, to his strengths. One second, one, one, one second, Corey, mm -hmm. uh, Ashley and I, you know, we we have these legendary debates mm -hmm. every three weeks, maybe every four weeks. Mm -hmm. This is one of them. I need to bring bring Ashley back here, boy. Bring Ashley right back here, boy. I, I lost y'all for a little bit. Ashley, can you please get me caught up to speed on what you were saying at the end before my connection no. was lost? <laughs> but I can't. I can't run through all that again. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah we but, okay. Well, we only have a minute left of the show, Brandon. I can't run through that again. That's not uh, enough time. No, no, we, no, 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 no. We we we're on YouTube. If we need an extra 15 minutes, we can go extra 15 minutes. But what we're not going to do is have another basketball discussion and you walk away with a trophy. That's not happening to me. No, it's not Ashley Nicole Moss. You can you can win it then, like, Brandon. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't care enough. Were we, <laughs> were we okay? Well, we just won't do a show. Okay, we're not doing TV. Okay. No, right. I'm saying yes, I'm not going to run through everything that I just said. Just so you can walk away victorious. I lost my connection. I lost my connection. It ain't about being victorious. I lost my connection. What part do you want me to run through? And we lost through again. Nothing. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> well, there you have it, people. Another great show in the books. Uh, this is Corey in the Cut. I'm here with Ashley Nicole Moss, Brandon Marshall. I got Wu Out West. I got BC in the booth. And that's all for today. Yes, we'll sir. We'll holler at y'all tomorrow for another dope episode. Have a good one, good people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.